Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good. Sun is shining outside my window. Sun is yeah. shining outside your window, apparently. So yeah, yeah. No, here we like go. It's, it's the first blue sky day in a while because, you know, Portland. And yeah. it's cold and rainy in Portland, even, you know, at this stage. And yeah, it just it, it sort of feels like a whole new life. Yeah. Well, how appropriate. Because this episode airs the week of the summer solstice. Mm. So officially, hello, summer, everyone. Hello, summer, Asha. Mm. And I thought it would be good to talk about summer plans. I've actually been thinking quite a lot about this topic. Uh, I may write more fully about it because I feel like it's funny I'm saying summer plans because I actually don't have a lot of plans. (laughs) And I feel like there is some perhaps overcompensation angst already forming re like regarding making it the best summer ever after the worst year Mm -hmm. ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I know what you mean for sure. I mean, it's, I, I, I feel like part of healing from this last period of time that we've all been through involves, you know, sort of wanting to make a big change and like, Oh my gosh, we could do this. Let's do it all. And at the same time, so many of us, what we really, really need are little teeny tiny steps out back into our lives and and out into the world and sort of emerging into this uh, life that's actually different than it was before. So it's <laughs> now. OK, now, granted, I may be projecting because this summer feels completely different than every other summer for me because it's my last summer with a kid at home. Meaning major. my daughter, my youngest, uh, has just graduated from high school and she's leaving for college in the fall. So my big picture for the summer is very, very bittersweet. I mean, wonderful and exciting and also super different. Like I've never had a summer like this before. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess my bottom line is I hear you about the not too many plans and the desire to sort of take each day as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I don't have official vacation planned, which is terrible. I should probably get around to that, even if I don't go anywhere. (laughs) 
which I'm really practiced at um, because work keeps rolling. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, I'm happy we're going to have a kind of, you know, relaxed conversation about this. And I bet I will garner some inspiration for you about how to get my summer on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a good time. I just wanted to know that it's just like so crazy that we're coming up on the end of June. And uh, this episode today actually marks the beginning of our summer cadence. So now through, I would say, early September around Labor Day, mm-hmm. we will be on an every other week schedule. And Asha, I'm thinking that on those off weeks, I want to try to, um, I will try my best on social media to elevate some of our other favorite shows. So people mm-hmm. always have something to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's funny, like, basically, we're just going to be talking about summer plans in this episode. And I realize that as you were talking, it's really helpful to hear what other people's summer plans are, just because, you know, like I was saying, it feels like, you know, we're all emerging and sort of uh, blinking in this bright summer sunlight. And um, it's you said, you know, it's sort of terrible that you don't have a vacation plan. I don't think it's terrible at all. I think that uh, it's part of that gradual reemergence that so many of us are, you know, sort of having to do. So I don't know. I think that wherever we are is where we need to be. So I think that's a good thing. And, um, you know, when I think about my own travel plans this summer, actually, it's all about reconnecting with friends and family who I haven't been able to see because of the pandemic. Like, we're not really, you know, I I have no, you know, big sort of entertainment travel plans. And I just feel lucky to have a little flexible time for travel. And I think, you know, like I said, we just start where we start and and let's see where it takes us. Yeah, great. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to just jump in with a sort of top line recommendation, actually, mm-hmm. and that is to perhaps reframe your summer bucket list. As everybody knows, I'm a big box checker. <laughs> and I actually, in previous summers, really, really loved making some pretty specific summer bucket lists. I mean, some general items, but also maybe specific events that I wanted to take my kids to. And, um, And I loved that approach. And yet this summer, obviously, it all feels really different. I am still, despite where things are at with COVID and vaccinations and everything, uh, I will not be, you know, in a place that's super people-y. It's just, that's just, it's all personal preference. And that's just, my brain's not ready for that. Anyway, I wanted to highlight instead, I saw this really wonderful Instagram post from Allie Edwards. I don't know if you know her, but I love oh, her. Oh, I know Allie. She's Oh, she's in wonderful. she's in Oregon. Yeah. She's in Oregon um, and I need to just like drive out to where she is and be done with it because she's, she's like so a wonderful. Hug. I just yes. love her so much. And I'll share a link to the post um, in our show notes, but she basically simplified, shared a summer bucket list and everything she does is really artful and like hand doodled and beautiful because she's, you know, she's an artist and a creator. And anyway, the thing that struck me was that her bucket list was just five things that generally all point to spending more time outside, like stuff like, you know, reading on my back porch and uh, paddleboarding with my kids, things like that. And so I just loved this approach and how it really holds space for small everyday moments. So I just wanted to bring this up. So if you're kind of wrestling with and feeling overwhelmed with or stressed by some kind of expansive summer bucket list, you can do it different. So Mm. just wanted to give permission for that. Mm -hmm. 
You know, okay. So I just have to respond to what you've said in this, this everything here. So first thing you said was you used to love making specific summer bucket lists, which is that like, it, it's so great. I'm actually gra- glad you said that because the fact is that what's worked in the past may not work now and it may not work just for this summer. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Like you loved it before, you don't love it now, so you don't have to do it that way. And and that's just a simple reality that sometimes we forget because, you know, summer can feel a little overwhelming when, you know, people are juggling everything that they're juggling. So that's, I guess, the first thing that 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 permission is so important. And the other thing you said was, um, you know, that Allie's approach holds space for everyday moments. And I got to tell you, Christine, like where I'm standing right now, you know, basically on the cusp of the empty, empty nest. Mm. That is like, that's it. That's literally it. I mean, you know, that's really our life is mostly everyday moments with a few big, you know, fun Disneyland memories. But, you know, those big memories matter. But the everyday moments, those are what make up a life. And I think an entire summer of that is a wonderful, truly like amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just I I just really appreciate I really appreciate what you said. And I looked at Allie's Instagram post, too, and it was just so there was something so restful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the other thing I would mention, I actually believe it or not, Christine, I have a practical uh, suggestion here. And this Let's is something go. that I did a long time ago. Um, and that is you can actually put a little structure around a pretty open summer bucket list like this by creating what I call a possibilities list or a possibilities calendar. Even if you use an electronic calendar, it leaves room for flexibility, but it also helps you remember the actual stuff you want to do. Like let's say there's some, you know, seasonal event that happens and you don't want to forget about it. Um, And so what I do is I just put, uh, you know, events as I hear about them, things that I want to remember like, for example, you know, cherry picking season is from, you know, July 1st to whatever. I want to remember to go cherry picking. I can't remember when cherry picking season is. So I just put it on my possibilities calendar and then I hide that calendar. And then when I find myself with some free time, um, like what should we do today t- kind of time? I reveal that calendar and up, but you know, pops a bunch of stuff that like, oh, here are a bunch of potentials. None of them are things we have to do, but they're potential things we could do. And it just... um I don't know. It just takes the stress away, but also gives me lots of options. And I find that really helpful. Oh, my gosh. So I just have to my mouth is kind of hanging over over the simple genius of having an optional calendar that you just hide or unhide because I've been dealing with my one of my company like my company got acquired. And so we've there's been a lot of calendaring angst on my side and Ah. The idea, this just feels genius to me. Just that, oh, you know, you yeah. can you can just unhide it when you have a free slot and see if anything's there. Wow. Right. Okay, I yeah, love it. It's sort of like you get a little surprise. Like, oh, look, the summer concert series is happening sort of thing. Uh, like, cool. the summer concert series, which I miss ev- literally every summer. I've yeah. never been to the concert series. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, this way, it just it just gives you the option. It's mm-hmm. it's like a low pressure way to do it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So one thing that I really want to do this summer is really invest in my neighborhood relationships. And um, this is um, in some ways um, continuing some a discovery, not even a discovery, but a, I don't know, maybe a discovery during the pandemic. And that was that uh, for a long, 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 hard time, oftentimes our only social interactions were 
the spontaneous um, conversations that happened on the sidewalk in our neighborhood because we didn't have anyone in our house for so long. And, you know, we didn't, we, <laughs> well, we all know what pandemic socializing was like. So, um, you know, these neighbor interactions are just, they were such an unbelievable, like ballast to me. And they're really easy to overlook because they're so like everyday and lightweight and, you know, these little conversations would sort of fit in between plans. They would never show up on a calendar. You know what I mean? They're just the spontaneous things that happen. Um, but this last year has just really made so clear to me that my neighbors are a huge, huge source of my happiness. Like they, mm-hmm. I love my neighbors and, um, you know, it's, it's a different kind of relationship than, you know, than other sorts of friendships. And I, really want to invest in that. Like I want to know my neighbors more and have more time to talk, but still in this low plan, lightweight way. But um, I just want to intentionally put more, um, you know, love and priority in my neighborhood relationships. I think that's great. And, you know, personally, our neighborhood is not perfect and it's noisy and it's sometimes very chaotic and um, (laughs) challenging. Mm -hmm. And I love knowing our neighbors and it's so important. I think, you know, both for community standpoint, obviously safety and security, just when you build Mm -hmm. a, a system where people are just always watching out for each other and it's really nice. And I was kind of smiling when you were talking about this, Asha, because just yesterday uh, it was John's birthday and he literally was walking around sharing cake with people, which was just, (laughs) we have new neighbors moving in next door He at one point said, hey, Christine, hand me another piece of cake. And he was like hanging over the backyard fence to give a piece of cake to our neighbor behind us. I mean, it was just really those those little touch points are so great. I love them so much. They are. Yeah, they really really are. (laughs) Well, I was just I was about to like get effusive about John, but I'll wait. Yeah, we can can do that anytime. But uh, anyway, (laughs) we have more to talk about and we will do that after a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, 
but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Hi, friends. We're back and we are just talking about summer plans, what we have on tap, what we're thinking about, what's on our minds um, in the hopes that it helps you think through your own summer plans a little bit, too. And um, another one of my big priorities this summer is to really focus on health. Now, (laughs) part of me feels like, you know, that's all I've been thinking about for the last year and a half in many ways. Um, But I feel like now that uh, things are opening up a little more here in my town, I just, I I mean, my health feels like it's the most important possible thing. And um, so I, this is the summer that I sort of bump things up in terms of my habits. Um, You know, this is very much also connected to empty nesting because I'm thinking very much about, um, you know, really changing the habits that I've gotten into as a, you know, as a parent, I now have an opportunity to change some of those habits. And strangely, interestingly, I just found out that I'm eligible for free health coaching through my insurance plan, like oh one-on-one gosh, health coaching. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like a person to call me and talk to me every, you know, couple of weeks or something or a week. I don't know yet. I'm going to have my first uh, meeting this week. So I'm going to start working with a health coach. And I mean, I know what to do, but that doesn't mean I always do it. And so I really am excited to try this new thing. And so I'm also spending a lot of the summer really catching up on all the health screenings and checkups that I put off during the um, pandemic because I wasn't prepared to go to the doctor's office. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of doctor's appointments right now, and they're all just routine things, but I am really using this time to get that stuff back on track. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I plus one this all over the place. And I really want to encourage people who are listening. I'll just give some, a couple of loose numbers, just instead of, if you are also kind of behind on things like don't self-flagellate, we just made it through a sort of made it through a pandemic, you know, we're recovering. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I have the same, actually right now I'm wearing, um, my new progressive high glasses. <laughs> Because it had been, I don't know, three years since my last eye exam. I'm overdue. I think it's now three years also because of the pandemic delay um, on a mammogram, which I'm finally getting taken care of this month. Just all manner of catch up. So I wanted to share those numbers just uh, about how delayed I am, just so other people cannot feel bad about it if you're in a similar boat. We're all, I too, we're all I too am very delayed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Yeah, it's imp- not only is it important to say that, also, uh, it's I am a classic, like, I'm not going to call the doctor because I'm nervous person, which is, it, oh, it I does hate not making appointments. Hate right. It, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to avoid things like that, but I do. And that is one of, when I say focus on health, that's actually one of the habits that I am intent on breaking at this point. And so, you know, I just, yeah, thank you for saying that, Christine. Like, if you're nervous, if you're overdue and feeling ashamed about it, all these things are just part of being human. And, you know, it's, it's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay. And go ahead and make those appointments. Yeah, totally, totally. 
All right. Well, my um, next thing I want to mention is you talked about connecting in your neighborhood. And for me, one of the things about summer that I want to focus on is small, gradual reconnections with people. Um, And I think I just need to qualify this a little bit or clarify and say that I'm just being really protective and intentional about who we are seeing and still leaving lots of weekends open because I just cannot go from zero weekend things for 15 months to every weekend booked. I just cannot and I will mm-hmm. not. <laughs> and, so, mm-hmm. and I know it'll make me very unhappy, even though seeing people is a good thing. I just I I just can't. So yeah. as I told you at the beginning of the episode, I'm having cal- calendar angst and that also relates to the weekend. So mm-hmm. we're just being really John and I are really working together on this and it feels good. And also I just really want more one-on-ones with people. Like I'm, you know, whether it's walking with a friend or just really getting a chance to catch up after such a long hibernation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's like, so first of all, the one-on-ones, you know, catching up, I, I have been in that situation last, you know, couple, you know, few weeks or whatever, just catching up with people as everyone becomes fully vaccinated and vaccinated. And, you know, sometimes even the people that I know and love so well and that I've been talking to regularly through the pandemic, it's still awkward when I see them in person Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. look at their face and, you know, and we sort of look at each other and the look that we're giving each other is how are you? Oh my God, so much has happened. How do we catch up? It's like sometimes like, wow, how do you even do this? And just walking through that moment of awkwardness, which I'm happy to report is a moment and then it goes away. Uh, At least it has for me. This takes time. (laughs) You know, this takes time and this takes patience. And um, so I'm I'm really glad that you're going at the pace that feels right. And I'm also really glad you and John are on the same page because I think that's another potential like relationship weirdness for people, which is that you know, the pandemic's already been hard on relationships for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that if two people who, you know, live together and presumably are part of the same household have different, um, uh, like a diff- different paces of returning, that's, that's a, that's another source of tension, which can feel confusing because it's like, Hey, we're at this great opening up place. Why isn't everyone, you know, it's, it, it, it can feel really hard. And so I, Yeah. Communication yeah. with your household is a is an important thing. And, you know, just recognizing that there are differences. That's also just part of this transition process. Yes. And Asha, if I may, I want to add one little extra bit of Christine Co. direct sauce here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which may also sound like Christine Co. curmudgeonliness. But <laughs> I have found that this remarkably difficult period of time um, I somebody actually referred referred to it to me on Instagram as like a friendship stress test or like a people stress test. Mm-hmm. But honestly, after coming as things are starting to reopen and social things are starting to happen again, I'll be really candid. And I've had a number of occasions where I've felt like, mm, yeah, I'm okay, like not getting together still, like I, you know, or you know, this or having a realization that some relationships are really quite draining for me. And that Mm -hmm. it's okay for me to protect my space and myself and my general well-being by retaining some boundaries around those Mm -hmm. relationships. And so I think that's the important 
counterpoint to just being really intentional about the people you do want to see and the people mm-hmm. that you maybe want to see a little bit less and that those mm-hmm. two things can coexist. Mm. And that's all that's I'll say about that. <laughs> so wise. So wise. That's a whole. That's a yeah, whole other thing. That's a whole. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Each each of these things we're talking about, we're like, let's have a whole episode about that. I know. Well, there we go. There's our summer series. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for saying that. That's that's really super important. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next, my, it's not a tip. My next thing that I want to talk about, you know, my focus for the summer is to really enjoy time with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I finally got to see my mom in May um, after almost a year apart. And, um, you know, uh, as you all know, if you are a regular listener, my dad passed away in February of 2020. And so my mom and I, and I'm an only child. So um, my mom and I have just, We've been a we've been a duo in many many ways, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we've done so much hard work since my dad died. Hard work mentally, hard work physically, in terms of just you know physically getting through this time. Uh, you know, it's a whole journey that we've been on, and you know what? It's time for some plain old fun. Like I have come to realize that there are times like this when you know. There's stuff to do with the house. There's stuff to do with, you know, paperwork. There's stuff, there's stuff, not to mention grief, which is not just, uh, you know, an emotional stress, but a physical one that like, you know what? Like, I am ready to put all of that aside for a time and just go do something fun and not talk about like hard things. Mm-hmm. And so this summer, I'm going to take my mom on a road trip and we're just going to, you know, like I'm going to drive down to California, pick her up and we're going to drive, keep driving to L.A. to go see my extended family who I haven't seen in forever. And so this, you know, the idea is just like, let's go look at some pretty things. Let's go like basically expand our life together to include joy again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I am so excited about that. I just I don't know. I'm super excited about it. I am now officially requesting some cute selfies of you and your mom. <laughs> Just text them to me. You don't have to put them okay. on the internet, but that's thank you. Please and thank you. I look forward to them. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll get some like goofy crap at some tourist like gift shop and put it on or something. Yeah, I love it. Well, I was admittedly thinking, oh, I bet there will be a lot of like mural walls on the way to L.A. And, you know, OK, so I'll stop. Anyway, yeah. yes. Text me some photos. Yeah. Um, Okay. So related, uh, we're in the family sphere here. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm going to be working all summer or most of the summer, but one of the things that I really um, am planning on putting some love and care into is supporting my kids. And I know that sounds kind of basic, but specifically what I'm thinking of, you know, when you were talking about seeing people again and the awkwardness and having to relearn, like, how do we do this? Um, I feel like for Violet, especially who is 10 and uh, not vaccinated and has had to maintain a lot of protocols and such, um, this summer kind of feels like shape. it's shaping up to be reconnecting with activities like basketball that she really loved pre-pandemic and has not done at all since the shutdown started last year. Um, And for Laurel, this means 
narrowing in on where she wants to apply to college <laughs> mm. and starting to make a plan to kind of prep some stuff since the fall is always so busy with her uh, for her with school and soccer. Mm-hmm. And I suppose this also includes my furry four-legged son, James, <laughs> and working on his socialization. We've yeah. only recently had a, a human other than us in our house uh, a oh, couple times gosh, recently. I think about that. And <gasps> he was, he did not know what to do with himself. He was jumping all over the place and barking and he was just terribly behaved, honestly. So oh, we, <laughs> that's something to work on this summer. Oh boy. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. So much to say. So much to say. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting, you know, as you talk about, buying basketball and Laurel and college applications, even James, it's like, right. The people around us are all like in our household or also maybe, you know, could use a little guidance for, you know, <laughs> how to do this whole like reemergence thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it, your, what you said sort of brings up two things for me. One is on the one hand, it's like, you know, the sort of, lizard brain in me is just like, oh my gosh, you know, all probably all you've been doing is supporting people and now you're going to support people some more. But I mean, that's the lizard brain, like person who needs space, who's talking. And then the other person like in my brain is saying, isn't that just like such a wonderful, joyful thing to be able to support kids in this positive, hopeful way, like Mm. with Mm -hmm. so much potential as opposed to what we've had to do, which is really sort of grit our teeth and get through this strange, um, you know, the strange chapter that we've all been through. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, you know, again, so many feelings. It's complicated. It takes time to, like, make your way through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's really, really exciting. And, you know, I, let me just say one one last thing, and that is that, you know, when I was talking about my mom and road trips and, and enjoying and not just um, doing the hard work, I think it's the same exact thing that you just said. You know, it's it, I was talking about my mom, but the fact is that there's it's important to do that with all of our family and friends, you know, like it's not just the hard work and the and the hard emotions. It's just the fun, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we have more to discuss and we will do that after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 
If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. All right, friends, we're back and we're talking about just our sort of summer plans, what we're thinking, what we're doing. Um, in the hopes that it helps you, you know, sort of get your mind a little bit around what you're doing and what you're thinking. Um, okay. You ready for a little mind blower, Christine? I know yeah, this is no it. news to anyone, <laughs> but one of my big things I'm going to be doing this summer is getting my, um, helping my daughter get ready to move out for college. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my youngest kid, uh, is going out of state and, um, both of my kids will be out of state. So as of fall, I will have two children who live over a thousand miles away from me. <laughs> and um, this is a really big deal. So, I mean, to say the least, I, I you know, I, I'm sounding a little like flippant about it because it's so big that I don't think I even understand what's happening yet. Um, that said, we are definitely making, you know, very just sort of mellow preparations um we're you know sort of thinking about the sentimental organ things we want to do before uh before she leaves we are creating very very small uh dorm shopping lists that have very few items on them because you really don't need a lot of stuff when you move out no matter what um it's sort of like those must have baby items when you're like mm-hmm. when you're pregnant for the first time and everyone's like, you need 55 million things. And really what you need are like four things. So that's what we're doing uh, with with dorm stuff. I'll, we'll talk about that more at some point. Um, but I think the main thing is um, I'm I'm really letting letting her lead on not just the actual plans that we make, but how it all feels, because, you know, I have my feelings about this and she has her feelings. And Clearly, they're different. And so really, it's her feelings that are, are um, you know, I'm working out my feelings with my friends and my husband and um, and we talk, you know, but I'm really wanting to sort of be present for how she's feeling about this transition after, you know, the senior year that, uh, you know, was not what anyone expected. So mm-hmm. I, I think the main thing is I'm really trying to remember that nothing is really, truly urgent beyond getting her to the dorm on time. Like yeah. that's it. That's and always it. get what you need when you get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that really sunk in when you said 1000 miles. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm it's huge. To... Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I guess, um, 
the sort of last main priority bucket that I wanted to share kind of loops back to something I was talking about at the beginning of the episode with Allie Edwards and her beautiful post, which is more outside time. I, I have to say my, uh, my body, especially my shoulder right now is a total wreck <laughs> because mm. things have been a little stressful and a little intense work-wise around here. And I know that I can do as many shoulder stretches in my office chair as possible, but really the thing I need to do is not be on my computer. <laughs> so I'm hoping for some time where we're, you know, meandering around Maine and Vermont. And, you know, the great thing about living in Massachusetts is there's so much drivable, you know, so much that is in driving distance and you can quickly get out of your element in a hurry. And it's really wonderful. Um, you know, also tennis. I think people know that I love playing tennis with John and weirdly, my shoulder does not hurt at all when we're playing tennis. It's only Mm -hmm. after, (laughs) or like when I'm working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just even at home, just time in my beloved Adirondack chair in the backyard and enjoying meals outside and just kind of taking it in. It's, um, I just uh, need a little more slow. So that's what I will be working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah, outside time. I, me too. I'm like, I'm, I'm just outside constantly. And outside is often the answer to, you know, whatever is ailing me. And so I hear you on that big time. All right. Well, my last sort of big thing that I'm doing um, this summer is I am laying the groundwork for the fall, actually. Um as I have um, intimated in this episode, my life is going to be dramatically different in September um, because I am coming home to a house with no kids. Um, and, you know, to say kids is sort of funny because at this point, you know, like I've got a 21 year old and an almost 18 year old. So, you know, they're not little kids, um, but but these these humans, you know, I, I am very much used to my son living away, but it's really different when your last kid moves away as opposed to your first kid. Um, And depending on how many kids you have, or if you have only one kid, it's, it's really a different, it's a different feeling. So, you know, we will talk about that in the coming months, but I really am spending intentional time this summer um, thinking clearly about not just, you know, sort of what do I want to do with my life, but I am making specific actionable plans for my work my health. um, And these plans kick off in September. Christine, you know, something you said to me a long time ago, I've never, never forgotten it. This won't surprise anybody. You know, like I love to sort of think about these big ideas, but, you know, Christine, at one point you said, big ideas are great, but at some point you've got to like write down the steps in a list and start doing the steps. That sounds like something I would say. (laughs) No, it was totally something you would say, but we were having a very specific conversation and it just hit me in a way that was like, right. I mean, it's really great. You know, it's, that is, a that sounds strange to say, but sometimes I would just sort of magically think it would float into my life, this change. And it's like, no, actually you got to do something. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so, um, just to give you a little heads up, um, I've enrolled in a couple English classes at the local university. Oh my for goodness. The fall. Oh and my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really exciting. It's all these are all just beginning steps. It's not like I've made some big huge declaration about my future, but I'm just starting to try things as opposed to just think about things. Mm-hmm. Um I've got a whole new sort of daily routine that is um starting to shape up and I'm going to be upping my volunteer work at my kids' former high school. Um 
helping kids with their college essays. This is something I do, Christine. So just put that in Laurel, put that bug in Laurel's ear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, She knows. I'm also, I'm also (laughs) like talking to a bunch of friends and acquaintances who do interesting jobs. Like I'm sort of in a very lightweight way, like informational interviewing, just to sort of remind myself of the landscape that is out in this world. And uh, so you know, uh, I realize that most of you listening may not have an empty nest coming up in the fall, but you can also lay groundwork for whatever it is um, that you think your life, um, you know, the direction your life is going. And you may not know exactly what it is. I certainly don't. So I'm just taking a very lightweight steps, but I'm starting. They can always change. So <clears throat> I share that as just an invitation to all of you who are listening to think about doing the same thing. That's very, very exciting. Wow. Mm, we will talk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Asha, we are coming up to the end of our episode. I would love to know what your next edit is today. All right. So my next edit for this episode is to explore one new local destination, um, you know, like a park or an attraction or a landmark in your town that you have been meaning to check out and you have not for whatever reason, because it's just too easy to forget to explore our own hometowns. now. I I realize this will probably only apply to some of you because maybe that's all you've been doing for the last year and a half. And you're like, enough, I've seen everything. But if there's something that you've been meaning to go check out, do it because it's 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 amazing how um, it's just easy to forget to do that, even when you live in a place that other people visit as a tourist, Mm -hmm. as I do. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your next edit? Well, Whether you're off somewhere or enjoying a local destination, as Asha has suggested, I want to charge everyone listening to get in the picture this summer. So you know how like you are the family photographer, you look at your camera roll and it's all your adorable family and Mm. your pets and nature and whatever else. And you're never in the picture because you're the Mm -hmm. person shooting it. I would like you to get in the picture. I was thinking about this. Well, I'm the family photographer, and I know this is the case for so many uh, moms, especially. And recently, I uh, just before this week, I was looking for a picture of me and John. And the last one I had was literally from um, almost a year ago. Mm. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's, Mm -hmm. I just want you to. We've just come out of such a remarkably difficult time, and I want you, as you're finding your little moments of everyday joy, I want you to record some of it and just be mm-hmm. in it, and you don't have to share them with anybody, but they're just for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and feel so proud of yourself. Proud of yourself for just getting to this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think it's going to be a good summer, Christine. I hope so. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is. All right, friends, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show, or send us an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.